And what's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of that Dynamite Review Show on the Technology News Talk. As always, I'm your host with some with the most, Mr. Technology himself. And with me, as always, it's my co-host, the one and only Mr. Leland Benford. What's up, brother? What is up, everybody? Oh man, I am in shock from last night. So much happened. I still don't know how to process it. I haven't listened to any other uh, YouTube wrestling uh, news about what happened last night because I wanted my opinions to be authentic and to, and to myself. I didn't want to hear other opinions before we start talking about it. Uh, but man, yesterday, boy, oh boy, were we wrong or were we wrong from last week's episode and our predictions of what they was going to do? Boy, they kind of just took it to the whole other level that we did not see coming. Yes, it is. And uh, this definitely changed the, the complexion of All Out. Not just one match, but, but the entire show. But the entire show. And um, we'll get into all of that and all the, the basic stories be, be behind everything. But um, let's get into the first thing that happened on the show is uh, we started off with a segment with uh, Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia going face-to-face. So uh, as you know, Jericho came out first, everyone singing to it to Judison. So um, after Jericho made his interest, Garcia came out, right? but he had his own interest. He didn't come out with the uh, the JSS uh, intro in there. So um, yeah, when Garcia entered the ring, he got a big reception of you are a wrestler chance. So Jericho told them to shut up. Jericho commenced Garcia's performance last week and choked up their disagreements to this disagree, this disappointing loss uh, last week. All he was is a policy for Garcia. Garcia said to Jericho, he knew how special it was for him to share his ring with his hero, Brian Danielson. He hung with Danielson for 30 minutes. And mind you the fact, um, Dave Meltzer and other wrestlers gave it a 4.5. I'm like, what? That should have been a five, but, but we'll see how at, at the end of the year when we do our top five right. uh, match rankings. But, but we'll still, for Dave Garcia being 23 and getting a 4.5 match with Brian Danielson, I mean, dang, man, that's still very impressive. Yeah. And then, and then he said, it was the type of a match he dreamed of since he was a kid, but Jericho ruined it. Jericho said that deep down, Garcia knows he's a sports entertainer. Uh, no, let me correct that. He is a technical sports entertainer, and he demands him to, to say it. Then Brian Danielson came out and said, it doesn't, uh, uh, you earn my respect, kid. You could be anything you want, but in my eyes and my heart, you will always be uh, a wrestler. So, and Jericho has said, yeah, he had enough. He demanded Garcia to call himself a sports entertainer, but when Jericho tried to stop Garcia for leaving the ring, and then Garcia shoved him down and say, like, uh, stop it, stop it. I can't do this anymore. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to leave. And then um, that Brian was in the background laughing for Jericho getting shoved down uh, on the ring. So um, as Garcia left the ring, um, this leaves Brian and Jericho in the ring. So um, Jericho fired back saying, uh, I am tired of, uh, of Brian hearing saying he's the best uh, wrestler in the world. But um, but he says he was the last survivor of Stu Hunt's dungeon that he knows more about wrestling than Danielson will ever will. 
And then Daniel said, instigators say he was the better wrestler. He even brought up not only Stu Hart, but also Owen Hart, asking them and say, who, who will be the better wrestler? Is it the American Dragon or the Lionheart? So uh, both of them agreed to a match at All Out. And then Jericho told Danielson to watch his back. And then right on cue, Jay Kenzie came out and attacked Danielson from, from behind. Man, listen, I already told y'all we was getting uh, Brian Silver versus Jericho. And um, and uh, let me just say this. Um, Bryanson need this win at All Out because the last few times that Brian and Jericho wrestled, um, uh, Jericho uh, has won most of those matches, and one of them when 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 they, when NXT was first of was a competition show, and when uh, uh when he was Daniel Bryan, and um and then Chris Jericho was the World Heavyweight Champion at the time. So yeah, I remember that match happened. So um yeah, Jericho won that. So that's why I mentioned uh, the, those kind of points. So I'm glad that they brought. Uh, I'm hoping that they they'll bring out that story. But um, yeah, yeah, but but um, but yeah, real, like I said, Bryanson need that need to win that match at all out at the uh, next Sunday. Real quick, so happy they're bringing back Lionheart. I even commented on Jericho's page. I hope that wasn't the last time that we see Lionheart because I mean. The whole shebang, the whole package of Lionheart, his whole attitude, his whole demeanor, his whole style just changes when he's Lionheart. So, so happy they're bringing back Lionheart. This is like Jericho doing like a multiverse type thing. You know what I'm saying? I know Jericho is 50, but somehow, man, when he puts in that Lionheart stuff, you can see the shades of his younger self. So this is like Jericho's multi-universe of wrestling. Um, right now so I'm really happy they bring back Lionheart one other thing I do not feel bad anymore about saying Daniel Bryan when I should say Brian Danielson because last night Brian Danielson couldn't even get his own name right the third time he said it he said Daniel Bryan Brian Danielson so I don't feel bad anymore if the man himself have a hard time switching from Brian Danielson to Daniel Bryan I'm clear, my guy. You feel me? Like, I don't feel bad anymore. Um, but no, this is a great segment, having Garcia split between the two and push down Jericho. I mean, we see where it's going, but I'm glad that they're taking time because they can still swerve us. You know, we can get to all out and then something happens and Garcia needs to make a decision and he still beats up Danielson. I mean, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, they can still swerve us any kind of way, but the nice drama that they're doing and building up Garcia the kid's 23. He's the future of wrestling. He's going to be our new Chris Benoit, I believe. You know what I mean? Like, he has that kind of viciousness he, that we haven't seen in a long time. And it's come so natural in the words of Enzo. And you can't teach that. You can't teach to being that vicious and that aggressive, that young in your career. That comes from childhood and some pain. You know, so I'm interested to learn more about Garcia's story. And this is great. I mean, what more can you ask for the 23-year-old kid? He's standing in the ring with Jericho and Brian Danielson. What, what more can you ask for? You know what I mean? Like, I'm 10 years older than Garcia, and that still would be a dream come true because these guys' careers have just been that long and that prestigious. So he's learning from the best. And this is, again, 
one thing that I think AEW does better than any other company is they find these young guys who really have potential and they pretty much put them in a wrestling school with these veterans. You know, I'm starting to see it more and more and more when these these young guys graduate from that course with these with these veterans. You see it with Jungle Boy and Christian. You see it now. Uh, we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but Billy Gunn and his boys. You see these guys graduate from these campaigns with these veterans, and they become better wrestlers and better entertainers uh, because of it. So, this is a dope program. Looking forward to seeing more. Looking forward to seeing Garcia wipe blood across his face and joins the Blackpool Combat Club, who is on a roll right now. They quickly became the most talked about faction in wrestling. Bro, Daniel Garcia joined the, the, the Blackpool Combat Club. This is amazing how, how dominant the faction could be because you have four veterans in the group, in the group with uh, William Regal being the wise man, and then with uh, John Mossy, Brian Dennison, and Claudio leading the group. And then you you will have two young stars in Willie Utah and Daniel Garcia, which could be a where they they could be a tag team together. So it's just a it's just a possibility. So yeah, so all out is, uh, when it comes to Gar- Daniel Garcia, either 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 he's with there or Jericho, he's gonna stay in the JSS, the Jericho Appreciation Society. Or he's gonna join uh, Brian Danielson with the uh, with the Blackpool Combat Club, the BCC. So we don't know. So we're just gonna wait until next Sunday uh, all out to see well, what happens. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, great segment. Looking forward to seeing what happens next. And then uh, our first match of the night was a really a, a great match. Uh, um, that the, this is one of the two matches that. Um, that blew the show, that blew the roof off the the show, was uh, Jay Leto versus Dad's Hardwood. Oof. Now listen, now listen, FTR is the yeah, was it's tag team of the year. But um, if you're gonna include um Dad's Hardwood in like one of the top five greatest single competitors, I would not blame you. I would not. Yeah, um, definitely, yo, this match right here. It was a match I did not know I needed to see. It was a match that I did not know I wanted to see. It was a match as soon as it started, I said, this is about to be fire. And it was completely fire. So more of this, please. Yes. Uh, so this was a definitely a back to forth chain wrestling uh, to start. But um, in the final minutes of the match, um, Dad's blood, the dragon, dragon screw, and got Lito in a penny predicament for another year fall. He locked in the sharpshooter, but Sanjay John ran out and let out the hole. Lito rolled up Dash for a two. Then Dash came back with a repeating penny predicament for a two count. After another cradle exchange, Lito rolled up Dash for with a handful of tights for the win. And then um, after the match, Sanjay John said they will be in the trios match at all out, but he revealed that Lito will be teaming with his two close personal friends, which that will be Alice Shelley and Chris Saban from the Motor City Guns. That's right. You hear me, folks. The Motor City Guns will be making their AEW debuts at All Out, teaming with Jay Lito in a, in the trios match against uh, the TNT champion Warlow and the, uh, uh, the best tag team in the world, holding three 
championships for three different companies, FTR in a trios match. So um, I, I actually like this uh, change because like, because uh, I feel like with uh, Soljay Dunn and uh, Satnam Singh in the match will make it look weird because I think this will just be a copy match. But now you switch them for the motor scene guns. Now we'll get a perfect, uh, good trios wrestling match between the uh, between the sits, uh, sits and two teams. Yeah, it's definitely going to be what a what a shock announcement there. The Motor City Machine Guns, you know, this is a team that's been killing an Impact. I mean, you can't talk about uh, Impact without talking about these guys because they've just been hardcore, true and true uh impact guys and like the tag team for the company that it can rely on um so it's good to see them kind of step out and kind of get into some other stuff um and i think it's going to be a hell of a match you know it's a team that um they're you know very known and i think you know they could put on a really good match uh now real quick this is a match that you can put on for non-wrestling fans, non-professional wrestling viewers, you can put this match on and they'll love it. And they'll be like, whoa, what is this? Because these guys were hitting hard, okay? There was no air between those hits. They were giving it their all on those slap chat, on those uh, chest slaps. So these guys were really given a show i mean professional wrestling at its best uh easily an instant classic it's a fight forever match you know i definitely wanted to hear that fight forever chant um but i mean these guys just really blew it out i was very impressed and actually uh yesterday we was watching this and i was like screaming at how hot how hard these 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 chest left was that it got um people in my house interested and they wanted to come watch the rest of the episode because that match was just that damn good so give me more of that please i need a rematch between those two yeah and despite the fact that the motor scene guns are baby face and impact but um like i said before they are close friends with um with jay lethal so do just expect a one-off um heel uh persona for for one night so uh, yeah, so it, it just for one night. I don't know. Um, yeah, like I said before, they're making their AEW debuts uh, uh, all out. I don't know if they're gonna be uh, uh, making more AEW appearances anytime soon. But um, yeah, I think it's just uh, it's gonna be a one off for for one night. But we'll see what what happens. But um, uh, next um, we go backstage with Tony Schiavone with the AEW Women's World Champion uh, Thunder Rosa. And she says she had to step down uh, due to injury, but uh, we'll explain uh, more of that in a second. But um, that was sad. I, Tony, don't, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, and Tony Stone will face three other opponents in a fatal four-way for the interim women's world title at All Out. She promised she'll come back better and stronger than ever. So now the fatal four-way could uh, contest Tony Storm, Doctor Britt Breaker, DMD, Jamie Hader, and Cardi Sheeta. Now, before I get into the fatal four way, let's discuss uh, Thunder Rosa for a second. Um, I don't know if the injury is uh, like real or not, but here's the real story. So, Thunder Rosa is thoroughly uh, uh, suspended because her and and Big Breaker have not got along backstage. So that's why they just let uh, let Thunder Rosa let her cool off for for a second, let her take some time off a bit, so that way. Um, 
that they could cool off a bit. Now, going into this fatal four-way, um, if I had to choose uh, uh, now, I would have been fine with uh, with Tony Storm versus Big Breaker. That would have been a better choice. But um, now that it's a fatal four-way, now you can see either one of the two winning this match. So, uh, but at all honesty, I want Tony Storm to to, to, to win this match uh, more than, than, than more than Brett because we don't want to see another um, DMD or Rain again. Cause we already seen it happen already. And um, Jamie Hader. Now listen, I know she's number five in the rankings, but nah, do I really want to see her in this match? Really? And then uh, or Carter Sheeta. Now uh, I love uh, I love her. She held it down uh, during the uh, during the uh, during the pandemic uh, thing, and but um, she hasn't been in, uh, in television lately. Now I know she's been scoring up some wins uh, during dark and elevation, but uh, I guess they, they just uh, they just put it in there so, because you can have like two baby faces and two heels in the, in the match. So yeah, but uh, uh, no, uh, nonetheless, the match is gonna be great, but um. Um, uh, I just feel Tony Storm needs to become a, needs to be the winner out of this. Yeah, I mean that's kind of like the 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 way to go for it. But is she ready for the belt? Will it do anything for the title? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, it may be other people that can do that belt better. I'm not sure, but at the same point in time, New is nice as well, and having that match between her and Thunder Rosa. Uh, would be nice to come back. So now we're going to get an interim women's champion. Yeah. So, uh, and we'll get, uh, well, the Wolves, we'll talk about the uh, breaker uh, later on uh, um, yep. in a second. But um, we got uh, father versus son here with Colton Gunn versus uh, uh, Billy Gunn. And um, Billy had, had the cry in the palm of his hands early on with the match with the acclaim. But, um, Carlton gained control during the uh, the commercial, and then a- after the break, Billy fired back with strikes and stomps. Austin tapped the acclaim on the outside, distracted Billy long enough for Carlton to hit a low blow and the cold 45 for the win. After the match, Stokely Hathaway was uh, shown looking on. He entered the ring, and he and the gun club seemed to enter some sort of agreement. They tapped Billy after the match, and then Swerve Argoy came out and chased them off. And the three teams uh, stared uh, at, at each other. So, um, and then uh, after that, um, the United Empire and the Death Triangle were backstage. Will Osprey said their goals were to simply gain more gold. Pat said they won't simply kill the United Empire; they will murder them. That's extreme. <laughs> yeah. Yo, real so real quick with the um ass boys match. Um my first time, I think it's my first time seeing a father versus son match. Can you think of one outside of this? Mm, no. I think my first father and son match. Now I gotta see Ray versus Dominic. Um, but yeah, I think this uh I first off, I'm so happy that they claim is getting this huge baby face push um that uh that they're you know the 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 rap uh cassidy did was great yeah 
Caster, I meant uh, Max Caster. The, the, that that rhyme was great that he came out with, talking about Biden blown debt and everything like that. Um, this match was pretty good. Like I said, first father and son match went with a low blow, took him out, pinned him. That was dirty. Um, but I think this is again what I was talking about. This is AEW doing graduation. Like obviously Billy Gunn has been mentoring his kids uh, throughout the pandemic, and now here. And I think this is graduation when you see these manager guys, these veteran guys, go against their people they were just leading. That's graduation. So now the ass boys can go be their own team away from them and start building up their own heat and their own name away from their dad, which is important because you know. They, they got to be able to stand on their own and draw on their own without their old man. Uh, Billy Gunn looks like he's in incredible shape before his age. It's ridiculous. Uh, big dude, man. I would love to see a veteran versus veteran rivalry, rivalry between uh, Billy Gunn and Dustin Rhodes. Just like a rivalry that's built up just on prove that I'm better. That they both attitude era guys um you know they both can cut a promo like nobody's business they both have a great mind for the business i would love to see a uh, veteran rivalry between those two um i mean there should be a belt for the veterans that'd be dope like guys who just got 15 years or more like old dude belt but anyways um so but uh, yeah, this story is great. And uh, the promo they did with Swerve and having Swerve and them come out, letting them get the pop and everything. But it's two baby faces versus baby faces, which can always kind of go good or bad because it's like now you just got, you know, it's like no heel tactics going on. No one's cheating the win. It's just a clean match. So baby face versus baby face does work, but just it has to be done right. Um, but yeah, looking forward to this match. Happy to see a claim about to get there big pay-per-view moment their title shot on a pay on a major pay-per-view against a hell of a team and you got the aew homegrown tag team versus these guys who came in from bigger companies and it's hodgepodge kind of tag team but who are both just hell of, hell of competitors who do you want to win these are two of my favorite teams i don't know who to chant for i'm going to be split down the middle 50 50 yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, what they say in the promo and uh, in the set, but um, now back to uh, Brit, Brit, DMD. She went one on one with uh, with Kylie King. Uh, Brit hit the same blade right away and dominated in the outside of the match in the early persons. King came back with a German and a face buster for the two. Brit came back with a super kick and a curse star before putting on the glove and, and applying the large jaw for submission. And then after the match. Ray pointed out, even though Thunder uh, Thunder Rosa had to um, uh, uh, step down during the injury, but uh, Britt Baker wrestled the entire title reign with a broken wrist. Tony Storm came out, but was leveled behind by JB Hader as Rebel pulls with a ter with a ter terrible towel in Cleveland, and then Hakara she uh, ran out and chased off Britt and uh, and Hader out out of the ring. So um. That, that was a little preview for their fatal four-way all out. Now, going back to the promo that you mentioned with the tag team situation. So, Swerve and our glory and then claim we're backstage. Lee said they didn't just say the acclaim because they like them. They think they, they are worthy uh, challengers to get a title shot at all out. The acclaim is uh, accepted, and they say they will. They are the uh, uncrowned tag team champions. 
Yeah, so definitely, um, like I said, I said everything about that rivalry just now, but I'm excited for this match, man. I want to see how this goes. Now, with the Brick Breaker and Tony Storm, I don't know if I'm excited for that match. I don't know. They're two styles together. Britt Baker, I can always see her like stutter and half step and like hesitate. So it's kind of odd with her style sometimes. And I feel like Tony Storm kind of does the same thing. So seeing, I don't know, I don't, I'm just not too confident that's going to be like uh, the, the hell of a match like I would like it to be. Uh, just a reminder uh, remember whose uh, boyfriend, Bang Bang, is Britt hanging out with? Yeah, so uh, Britt Baker, uh, she gonna be, she's changing up her style a bit. So, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, them being a, a you know power couple and everything. Um, but I'm just saying, like, I'm just not too excited about them two going at it. Like, I would like to be in my personal um, opinion. But let's move on. Yeah. So we got the undisputed AEW World Championship match. So. This lasted uh, under the five minutes. So um, after a carbo tie-up, Mossley overpowered Punk and drove him to the corner. Punk fired back, but with a high kick attempt to hurt his injured foot, Monty landed a hammer and elbows and hit the death rider before a second one gave Mossley a win under two, under two minutes. And then after the match, AEW officials and doctors uh, check on Punk. Like, Oh my God! Like, okay. Uh, listen, before we uh, uh, explain our opinions now, Monthly wanted to do this match uh, uh, last night. They wanted to do this early, and Parker agreed to it. So when they agreed to it, so I was hoping that we all was hoping that something uh, surprisingly would come out of this because we all know. It was going to be a, a BS, uh, a screw finish. Yeah. And it led that. But now it happened, but it led. Not how we it, thought. It was a, literally a, a squash. It was a squash. Like, what so, so, technically, so I'm going to say this everybody on the internet saying this is a squash match. Technically, it was not. A squash match is when you have one dominant opponent just completely go and dominate other opponents. There was obviously an injury that happened or the, the work injury that they're trying to promote. So if there was no injury at all and Moxley went in and did what he did and took out Punk, yes, that's a squash. Technically, this is not a squash. This is him. Punk is injured. Punk was injured and Moxley had an opportunity to win. So that's not really, to me, the same definition of a squash match. But everyone's saying that CM Punk was, it, was squashed. But I, I got to say this. I'm pretty sure they went ahead done this without some kind of plan. And this was a shock to everybody that this happened the way it was. And it does put Punk in a very particular way. You know what I'm saying? That this, this, this makes him look in a certain way. Um, but who we we did not predict this at all, and you got to give them that. Like, man, they gave us something that nobody saw coming, and it was in Cleveland. Mox is an Ohioan. I mean, the crowd was definitely on his side anyway, you know. And 
I don't remember ever AEW doing something so shocking in this kind of championship kind of match. But I mean, it's going on in the half in the middle of the show. You know, it's not the main main event. Um, and we thought something was going to happen. We just did not know it was going to be this. So this is very shocking. How do CM Punk rebound from this? Um, you know, how does he get the crowd on his side? I mean, the dude was injured. You know, technically. That's what happened. That's the story they're trying to tell, that he went for that kick, put too much pressure on his left leg, and his foot injury came back, and then Moxley took advantage with that ass, got the one, two, three, and now was the undisputed AEW champion. That's crazy. We did not see this coming at all. Bro. And speaking of story and moving forward, like, I don't know, we, uh, we probably touched this last week, but some of y'all know the story, but... Um... There's been a lot of tension um, in the locker room, and um, especially with CM Punk and also Hangman Page and everything. So I'm just trying to figure out where does this lead to? Because uh, some of us been saying that CM Punk might turn heel and all this stuff, and then when MJF returns, he might not come back as a heel. He might come back as a babyface. So um, right. or there's a scenario that maybe Punk and MJF are hitting cahoots together, and then. Yeah, well, we don't know, but all I know is after this, uh, uh, this match, uh, you can expect this, uh, this storyline to, uh, to involve Punk, MJF, Moxley, and Hangman Adam Page. Uh, I don't know how this is gonna go, but um, especially um, we are you don't have no world title match at all out. Well, for for now, we that the way you see what's gonna happen uh next week because. Some are saying that, um, especially oh, let's go, let's go to the uh, the casino ladder match. We don't know who's going to be in it, so there's a scenario like whoever wins the casino ladder match might face Monster later on tonight. That's one scenario, but um, but we don't know what's going to happen. And there's some saying that there's no way that Punk is not going to be on the All Out show. There's no way that's not going to happen, but we don't know. Right. That's why we're going to wait until next week to see about well, what happened especially you're going to be they're going to be in chicago for all for, for all week for, for dynamite rampage and then for all out on sunday so we're just going to wait it out and see what happens there, there's a lot of stories there's a lot of scenarios uh, uh, after this um after this match we don't know what's going to happen we're just basing our opinions we don't know what's going to happen but we're just going right. to wait next week I mean, after how badly we predicted this week's show for last week, I don't want to say nothing now. I just want to watch it because they they obviously got a plan and they have a story that they're trying to tell, um, you know, and I think we got, we're in store for something good, but man, how great is this for Mox? I mean... Mox, I think Mox has a lot of haters out there. Mox really does have a lot of haters. And you can't, like, no one can do it like Moxley, bro. Like, he got his own style. Is the style for you? Is the style yours, apparently? Uh, I mean, is yours, is the style, you know, not for you? And it's apparent because you guys are hating on him. Uh, but look at the man's schedule and look how much he wrestles outside of AEW. There's no other wrestler that's doing a major television show, um, doing a major television show and doing all these indie promotions at the level that he's doing it. He's a draw. 
period. If he comes to your town, you're going to go get a ticket because the man is a draw. So that's the most important. And he's killing in the ring. He's living, he, he's really putting behind um, some classic, classic matches. And he's a part of history again, AEW history. This, 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 this crazy moment where Mox squashed um, CM Punk in a championship match. Now Punk is history as well on the losing side. And this is interesting to have such a big star take such an embarrassing loss. You know, have someone who talks the most stuff um, take such an embarrassing loss. So, I mean, but it has the wrestling world talking today. The world is, the wrestling world is buzzing. I see it all over my YouTube feed. I know you guys see it. I see everyone, you know, you know, really talking about it. So, I mean, that's what you want to do, right? You want to get people talking about it. You want people to look at your product. You want people to come over and be like, oh, what they do? Let me watch this match for myself. I mean, that that clip on YouTube last night before I went to sleep had 304,000. So I'm sure the, the clip has more now. So, I mean, that's what you want, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, even the, um, the commentary team say, like, oh, this was supposed to be the summer of part, part three, but like, right. but, but in the words of Kobe Kingston, oh no, oh no. <laughs> yeah. So, so look, even even right now, um, even right now, that link that 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 video I was just talking about, it has a million. So from last night, three hundred four thousand. Before I went to bed, like around midnight, to right now, it's at a million already. So. I mean, I think it's doing its job. You feel me? I think it's doing. I think they did exactly what they wanted to get done. So, boom, there you go. Yeah, exactly. And if Punk didn't um didn't injure his foot, then we would have definitely had the the summer apart, and then they would have gone on with the uh, original storyline that that they was gonna go with. But uh, but you know, a lot of things happen in wrestling. Some things got to get changed up. So. That's why we are in the uh, the summer of Mox, and he's been hailing that. And now he's officially the one and only two-time AEW uh, World War Officially, Champion. no questions asked about it. Now, also, I mean, look look what happened. This happened in a Conor McGregor-type fight. You know what I'm saying? So if you want your product to feel more legit, look what happened to Conor McGregor. They had all that build-up to that fight. You know, fight starts, he breaks his ankle. And then the world's crazy about that. Like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? His ain't going to look good gnarly. So this makes it seem like this is some stuff that would really happen. They went ahead, stopped that fight like that in UFC. It would have kept going. You know what I'm saying? Like, so this makes it feel like, you know, anything can kind of happen now, you know? And it does bring like a, a, a real, a realer feel to the product because, damn, this is a championship match and he just injured the foot that we all know he just injured. You see what I'm saying? And he, you know, they, they sold it so well. And I'm, I don't know. I think, I, I mean, it takes a lot for Punk to go out there and put all his reputation on a line like that and take such a bad beating. But that's what happens to UFC guys all the time. That's what happens to real, like, you know, I don't want to say real, but, you know, sports that's not predetermined. You know, that happens in that world all the time where buildup happens something you know messes up now what is going to happen in all out who will mox face in all out we thought we knew the answers and we didn't have the answers Sway. 
We don't have the answer, Sway. So what's going to happen at All Out? Somebody tell me. Yeah, a lot of uh, the people are asking Tony Khan, well, what's going to be the main event All Out? And then Tony Khan just walked away. I'm like, come on. He's not going to tell you. He wants you to be surprised. Man, this is, yo, last night's episode felt like classic AEW. You can't get this type of entertainment from any other wrestling promotion, in my opinion. All right. Damn, let's move on. Well, I feel like we've been talking about long, long too much. Well, let's just wait. Uh, but uh, let's move on. Um, Christian Cage was backstage. Um, he was wearing a, a, a elbow um, a bracelet. Uh, like it was nothing to nothing too serious. I think he was just selling it off from the um, for the brawl he had with Jungle Boys uh, last week. So um, he was backstage and he said, he asked Jungle Boy, and he said. He was trying to do all of it to motivate Jungle Boy, but Jungle Boy would never be as smart or as talented as him. So at All Out, if Christian wants to see it, if Christian wants to see average, he won't get it. He accepts Jungle Boy's challenge at, at the pay per view. So uh, we all knew it was going to happen. And then, like I said before, where does uh, Lucasaurus uh, lie in all this? So, yeah. That's the question. He's still wearing that black. So if he wears green again, I don't want to hear nothing about it. Exactly. So I'm uh, moving on. Uh, Ricky Starrs uh, came out, said he was pissed off from ending uh, from the ending of Team Taz to losing the FT the championship to, to Powers Hobbs Hobbs turning on him. When Stark was injured with a broken neck last year, Hobbs called him every day. But Hobbs is jealous of, of Starr's success. Starch was upset at Hobbs for hitting him in the neck, and he got emotional. He's a low-down, dirty slimeball skiing snake, and starts up the what's a match uh, at All Out. And then um, he even quote uh, 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 a quote from, from New, Jersey, New Jack City. He says, "Yeah, you bring your five-dollar answer to All Out." <laughs> yeah, he should have just said he. Uh, I wish he would have said. Um, and yeah, I make change. Part, I wish we he would have said, "You bring your five dollar ass to all out before I have to make change." Yeah, he ain't finished the whole quote. My wife even said that. Like she, she yelled out, "Like and say make change." That's the whole quote. But yo, how difficult was it to be in Ricky Stark's shoes last night and accomplish what he was able to accomplish? The crowd was still buzzing from the CM Punk Moxie thing. I know I was. I was saying wow the whole time, uh, loudly in my house. And then when he came out, I was still thinking about the Moxie thing. But he connected with the audience. He looked at the audience in their eyes. He connected with them. His performance was incredible. And it got them on his side. And it got them listening when everybody was still buzzing about the, how difficult it was to follow that moment. And uh, Starks knocked it out the park. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. He got everybody to freaking listen to him after such a big event just happened in AEW history. Um, and he still was able to connect with the audience and got us to listen. Dude, what a hell of a promo. One of the best promos I've seen in a very, very long time in wrestling period. And I say that, knowing that the Mox promo was coming up. And that was also one of the best promos I've seen in wrestling in a very long time. And, and, and along with the fact you got a story here when Starts uh, brought up the neck injury and then I uh, power outside that hit him in the neck. So uh, yeah, so 
this definitely brings a a, a story there and that into the match. So, uh, so I like the uh, the the, the build-up now going into the match. Definitely, like this was. The, and I've been saying the whole time since this rivalry started. I need to hear more promo work from these guys to sell this story. That's what I need, and they're they're giving it to me, and I'm I'm loving it. So now I'm really excited for this match and all out. Yeah, and then. And John Monty was back say he said, oh, I'm sorry. Was that not how it was supposed to go? Everyone write him off, but those people don't matter. The answer to any problem may be in professional wrestling is John Marshley. I am professional wrestling, and I'm not just some guy. I am the guy. He kind of quote uh, Roman Reigns there. Um, people may ask, when is my time? But Marcy's time is right now. Kind of called John Cena and Roman Reigns there. John Cena. Right? He was doing the, my time is now. Like a month, I was like, oh, there goes Cena. Uh, but no, this, this promo here, man, go back and watch that promo and look Mox in his eyes. There is no lies detected. He, be- he believed every single word that came out of his mouth. This episode of Dynamite can be nominated for an Emmy. That's how great that the performances was last night. That's how believable the promos was last night in this episode of Dynamite. I mean, put this episode up for an Emmy, and it might be the first wrestling show to ever win a goddamn Emmy. Yeah, absolutely. So um, uh, we got their rampage of a uh, lineup, and then um, we got the AEW's uh, uh, trio tournament match with uh, House of Black. Versus the Dark Order, and if you see the third man, it's a mystery. So, could we see Heyman and Page be that third man? We don't know. And um, we got the TNT Championship uh, Open Challenge match with uh, Warlow versus Ryan Nithin. I don't know who that is, but um, uh, Jay Car- Jay Cargo speaks. And then we got the uh, RH uh, World Title match between uh, Claudio uh, Castanovis versus um. Uh, the the natural dusty roads and then the uh, this match here uh, which leads us to this story so we got Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello versus Ortiz and Ruby Soyo now here's a story here um we got the news that Eddie Kingston got suspended because um he even says it says Sammy Guevara got to a fist fight uh bad stage so um this uh, led to so I think they were supposed to have a match at all out, but I don't think that's gonna happen right now at the what happened backstage. So this is a lot of talents that's not getting along at backstage. So only gonna have to figure something out. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll see what happens there. Yeah. And then um uh, for the for dynamite next week we have um Tony Storm and Carter Shea versus Dr. Brick Breaker DMD and Jamie Hayer. And then Brian Danielson versus uh, Jake Hager. And then um, for All Out next Sunday, we got Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho, the AEW World Trios uh, Championship Finals, the Fatal Four Way to crown the eight, uh, interim women's world champion, Tony Storm, Great Breaker, Jamie Hader, and uh, Carter Sheeta, uh, Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage, FTR and Warlow versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Guns. The casino ladder match to determine the number one contender for the uh, AW World title. Uh, Swerve of our glory versus the acclaim for the tag team titles. And then uh, Ricky Stars versus Powerhouse Hobbs. 
sound like a good rampage. Y- yep. And then before the uh before we get into the trios uh the, the, the tournament match, we got a video package uh, recapping Kenny Omega's return uh last week, and then uh Don Callis joined commentary for 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 the next match, which is um United Empire with Real Osprey, Mark Davis, and Kyle Fletcher versus the Death Triangle, Pac, Penta Masur, and Ray Phoenix. Oh my God. I'm Yo, not even going to go. Uh, bro. It's great. I'm not Yo, even how, could, how, how could you do the play by play on this one, bro? Yeah, this was, listen, just like the um the Jay Lethal and Dash World Hardware match, this was an absolute uh, beggar uh, for this one. Yo. This match right here, this match right here, this match right here. Uh, this is another match that you can put on for someone who is not a normal watcher of professional wrestling. Um, and they can watch this match and say, what the hell is going on? This is amazing. I mean, this is the reason why I watch AEW right here. The match, the, the paces of the match is undeniable that the guys in that ring have to be really, really good at what they're doing to be safe and to make it look that damn dangerous at the same time. I mean, lightning speed, lightning speed. I mean, that is their way of showing that I'm the best because I can go at this rate and that I don't need these long, drawn-out, slow-down moments in my match. I'm quick, I'm fast, and I'm aggressive. That's what we are. We're not that. And that last night was just like just definitive of what their style is. With the Lucha Bros and Death Triangle, with Will Ospreay and the Aussie Open. I mean, these guys, I mean, the moment between Pac and Will Ospreay, I mean, like, Jesus Christ, dude, like what is going on? The Aussie Open, man, I don't know, I don't know their names too well, but those guys are great too. Like they are, they're aggressive. The way they did their power slam, they both did the power slam the same way where they just pick the guy up, scoop him, and then let his own body weight take him down. They don't, guy, it just looks aggressive and it looks dirty. You know, it's bowling shoe ugly, as JR would say. But like, I I, I picked up on those little things, uh, the aggressiveness of this, of this match, man. What did you think about this match, dude? Oh, like my goodness! Like, if you think this match is gonna be great, wait until uh, next week. But we'll get into that later on after we uh, discuss Oof, it next week. So, wow. um, yeah. So after the the last um commercial break. Phoenix uh, hit a springboard hurricanrana, but Osprey landed on his feet. Phoenix hit the ro- rolling cutter. Penta took out Davis with a step-up dive. Phoenix landed Tornado on Fletcher. Back in the ring, Osprey countered the Black Arrow into a cradle for a good near fall. Then Pat reversed the Stormbreaker into a hurricanrana pin for another good fall near fall. We got a parade of big moves including a step-up destroyer for Penta on Fletcher. Osprey caught Pat Moonsaw, but Pat adjusted into a DDT and set up for the Black Arrow. Fletch pulled Osprey out of the ring, leading Pat to take out both men with a Moonsaw off the ring post. And then Kip Saban was shown at ringside with his underrated over a box match. Pat unmatched him, 
it was some guy with his mask, uh, with his mouth duct tape, leading to Saban appearing and attacking Pat from behind. Back in the ring, Davis hit a repeating a layers of, of Phoenix, and Flancher took out Penta with a drop kick. Osprey hit a, a, an assist uncutter for the win. Now, I didn't think uh, the United Empire was going to win because uh, all the stories I've been hearing about um, the health, uh, uh, the health concerns about Will Osprey. But um, I think uh, like after next week's uh, show, I think man, maybe that's when he's going to take some time off. But um, he still look, he still look good tonight. But um, and yeah, other than that, and speaking of next week after the match, Kenny Omega's music played and he came out. Ooh. With the with yeah. the young bucks and they stare down the United Empire ahead of their match uh the, the next week uh dynamite. Yo, this is crazy. This is uh this is uh I mean boy oh boy oh boy again I was watching AEW last night with um with people who normally don't watch professional wrestling, right? Um, they normally don't watch and it was like, so what who are those guys? And, what is that match going to be like? I'm like, this is this is a match you wouldn't want to miss. Like, this is a match you pay fifty dollars for a pay per view for. This is how you get all out. So, Will Osprey, Aussie Open versus the Bucks and Kenny Omega. Like, this is what we've been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen. Like the New Japan guys and AEW guys coming to in Chicago. In Chicago, Trico. Like that is what is going to be a hell of a wrestling audience who's going to appreciate everything these guys do. Uh, you're in Punk's home turf today. You're in Cleveland, so you're in Mox's turf. Now you're about to be in Chicago, the holy land of Punk. I mean, this is what you've been waiting for. An MJF return will be major, and if he's babyface on top of that, bruh. Rah, just watch out like i mean this is AEW firing all cylinders they they've been kind of disjointed these last couple of weeks and they just been kind of getting on getting on but this is um AEW at its best in my opinion this is why uh AEW i think has a long life and they can keep doing things like this i know keeping that pace can be exhausting uh, but as long as they know when to put it on and those moments to put it on, this was a moment to put it on. And apparently last night, TK had like did a whole speech and let other people um, do a speech um, in front of the roster. Um, and maybe that's why last night episode was just so damn on the money. I mean, every match was just great. And Kenny Omega being back, man, he just brings back such a, legitimateness the 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 elitism the the elitism of it all right like that's those are guys are the elite and kenny omega has probably put on some of the best matches in the last 10 years more than any other wrestler so i mean this is the guy that that this company was built for so having him back having the bucks by him having will osprey and ozzy open across these new japan guys i mean this is what we've been waiting on so i'm excited for all of them oh yeah and uh if you guys want to check out the um the elite versus uh and the united empire uh promo that that they had off uh, after the show uh, off the air 
It's on YouTube. I reckon you guys are going to go check that out and so forth. And then, um, again, on this Friday's Rampage, we'll have the uh, the semifinals of the Trios Tournament set. And then uh, next week, we'll see um, who's going who's gonna to go into the, into the finals. Uh, like I said, we have a lot of questions. We got into uh, the, the world title situation. What's going to happen uh, between now and all out? And uh, but um, a lot of uh, good, good matches uh, are being a lineup of, uh, for all out. It's actually a, a good rivalries there. So, um, yeah. So, um, uh, it's, uh, y'all stay tuned for the page and see uh, about what's going to happen there. And uh, I expect uh, 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 some more matches to be announced at, at, at All Out as well. But um, but yeah, so um, yeah, we got uh, one more rampage before that they'll be in Chicago for all for all week uh, for for that dynamite and that rampage, and then for the uh, and then for the pay per view as well. Yeah, this is about to be an exciting week for wrestling, no matter what company. That you watch. I mean, I don't think we got a lot of things going on, Clash of Castle and all that thing. But whatever company you watched, if you happen to watch both, prepare to be exhausted because you're about to be up for like the next 80 freaking freaking hours loving wrestling. Um, so yeah, next week, looking forward to it. Can't wait to watch all out. I know it's gonna be a banger. I might have to make a little wrestling party for this event. I might have to, you know, uh go get some wings and things and some pizza or something and invite some folks over because I've got a feeling that electricity is in the air that uh, this is going to be a hell of a pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. And uh, like I said before, we got Clash of the Castle, you got Wars Collide, and then you got All Out. It's going to be a crazy um, at a Labor Day weekend. Um, I know everybody's going to be with their families and uh, and, uh, yeah. and every day uh, for Labor Day weekend. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a, a, a crazy weekend. So, like I said before, the fireworks had ju- has just begun. So we'll see how that goes for, from there. But yes, um, sir. Now, real quick, I want to pitch something real quick, Trico. I'm going to make yeah. my announcement here, okay? So mm-hmm. next week, I'm going to say Tuesday, I will be launching a new YouTube channel called Something to Lose. This is a YouTube channel that's going to be focusing on fitness, weight loss, and professional wrestling. I'm gonna document my journey and my current weight loss journey um, and also talk about professional wrestling. I'm gonna be interviewing other athletic people um, so I can be a, you know talk to them more often and get tips and tricks on how to maintain my diet and maintain my uh, fitness regimen. I'm also going to try to get professional wrestlers on there and interview them as well and talk about their career and also have them give me tips for fitness and nutrition. Um, so my first video next Tuesday I will be putting out is going to be entitled Why I'm Not Ready to Watch WWE yet or maybe again yeah i'm still working on the title obviously but why i'm not ready to watch wwe again i'm going to talk about um what's going on with wwe uh my journey as a wrestling fan and why i am not ready to commit to that company just yet so that's going to be next tuesday um for my brand new youtube channel something to lose 
Well, I will say this. Uh, uh, you may want to watch uh, Raw, Raw and SmackDown because that's all uh, uh, under the Triple H control. Maybe not, maybe not NSP yet because that's still uh, under Bruce. So, um, yeah. So, uh, we I know. I know. And listen, I am a Triple H guy. I am. I was, listen, and I, I'm going to talk about this on my episode. I even got some old pictures of me at the NXT at Full Sail in 2018 and behind the scenes stuff and how much I love that brand at that moment. And I just heard that they're, you know, brought KO out in his NXT gear. And that really excited me as a Kevin Steen fan. Uh, but Kevin Owens, we got to NXT. I was there for some of those shows. Um, definitely a big Kevin Owens fan and definitely a big Triple H fan. Always a Shawn Michaels fan. Everything is telling me I need to watch again, but I'm not ready yet. And I'll tell you why I'm not ready. Uh, on my Something to Lose uh, YouTube show uh, coming out Tuesday. Yeah, and speaking of uh, the combat sports and everything, be sure to tune turn in to this week's um, Respect the Combat episode. Not only we touched on uh, uh, All Out, Clash of the Castle, and Worlds Collide, but also we touched on the, uh, the gameplay that was revealed on AEW Games for the uh, AEW Fight Forever. So we touched on that. So be sure to uh, to look out for that episode uh, this week. But uh, uh, other than that, anything else you want to plug in before we wrap up? Real quick, uh, I do got one more thing. Uh, luckily, my company, we just been nominated for ATL's Hottest. Uh, this is an award show, but it's based off votes. Uh, so you have to go to my Facebook profile, look at the post I just put up about it. Go to that website and vote for Cupcake Retro Studios. Um, but just to be nominated is just such an honor. I'm up there with a lot of other really talented, really dope production companies who's been killing in Atlanta. So just really excited. Thanks to Jaquetta. She's a cage, she's like one of the dopest cater caterers in Atlanta. I'm always having her on my sets when I have my sets to dish out delicious food. Um, so yeah, just atlshottest.com. Go to it, look for our TV and film production company. We are up there. Give us a vote. I'd really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and you know, like every episode, I've always posting the uh the MTD uh website page. So so yeah, so keep um uh, keep looking at our webpage and we'll keep you guys updated on what's going on in uh, in post and we'll let y'all know when we have the premiere. And um and and everything else. So so just, just keep it just stay tuned, and we'll keep you guys updated on that as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But um uh, uh other than that, he is Leland, and I'm Trico, and we're signing off. Peace.